Hello again, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast. We will be featuring March 24th, 1991, the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Knob and Fig. Let's go ahead and give them a big old Cornell hello, boys. Cornell, boys. Yeah, we got a whole upstate New York theme yeah already yeah i I was thinking we were going to sing that in the andy bernard here comes treble um style but um that uh, yeah that didn't happen um so as as stated a cornell hello because in our channel six news segment our uh, we do have we do have one other headline besides this Um, it's it's just a dad joke (laughs) let's let's talk about the let's give them the meat and the potatoes um the boys dropped uh, some Instagram hints. Uh, not, not even hints, I should say. No. Uh, Instagram teaser um, of simply the uh, Steely uh, in the Cornell, uh, I guess, Scarlet and White, uh, with simply the date, uh, or simply what? Um, what what did the caption say? Um, just, just 5A23? 5A23. So it was... 23, essentially. Yes, it was Dead and Company themselves. I believe all of the members of Dead and Company uh, and the hey, Grateful Dead. Yeah, the Grateful and Dead the, account posted and too. the Grateful Dead account itself. Um, if this is anything other than a live concert, I think it's a letdown. Thoughts? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do hope it's it's not. I, I think it's going to be a concert as well. That seems to be the general vibe. I don't think it's going to be at Barton Hall like the original Cornell show, but I think it's going to be somewhere else on Cornell campus. The my personal theory, and I I didn't come up with it, but from what I read online, I think it's going to be at the football stadium just because that seats way way more people. Than, oh. Barton well, Hall seats I... like four thousand, and that's going to be a logistical nightmare. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I heard that five eight twenty three is in the middle of their what's it called uh commencement you know week and graduation yeah. week. So I don't know how they're gonna fit you know the whole community yeah. because uh, <laughs> when you invite the Grateful Dead to town, you don't just get the Grateful Dead. It's true, and they announced, and I think that's why they announced it now so that it's a little more short notice, so you don't get as many folks coming. But this is still two months out. It's not like they announced it a couple of weeks before and we're like, hey, only 4,000 of you, please come. Um, I've also heard the idea that maybe it's a, a, an audience-less live stream or, or like an album version of Cornell, but if I'm honest with you, those are less interesting to me. Well, if they did that, they could go into Barton and... Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, get, get those kind of vibes. But I will tell you that, you know... 5820 sorry 5877 was not the last time they were in Barton Hall. Uh, I yeah. think they were there in like 80 and it was it was they didn't capture that that magic. So it wasn't the hall itself. No. No. It um my question is do you think that we have the technology for holographic Jerry? Is that what yes. they're going to unveil? I mean we've had I mean, you know, in a post holographic Tupac world, uh, it's it's not going to be that much harder to make a holographic Jerry. It, it's not like he moves very much. You mostly just have to animate the left hand uh, and occasionally have a motion where the hologram puts his sunglasses back up on his face. Um, 
you know, the technology's there, but I don't, I don't know if I want to see holographic Jerry. Holographic, see holographic Jerry. Brent. Holographic Jerry's taking over for uh, uh, John next summer on Ten Company Tour. Yeah, that might as well be. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're unveiling the technology. I hear Holographic Jerry sitting in with Billy Strings this weekend. Oh, that'd be incredible. That'd be sweet. Uh, <laughs> um, it does wonder me how long will they take um, to make this announcement. Um, yeah. They did the teaser just yesterday, I believe. Um yeah, so how when when do we find out what the um Yeah, I got is... a feeling we're recording this about a week before <laughs> it goes out. I got a feeling you the audience already know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so if you could but... email us what's happening, you can find us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. It would be really helpful if you could send a couple time traveling emails yeah. our way. <laughs> uh, I think Google has the technology. Three or four for minutes that. out of this. This yeah, is... we could ask Chat GPT. Maybe, maybe they know. Oh, let me see if I can. Uh... Oh, yeah. Well, well, well. Your segment. Fig... Yeah. Well, while Fig <laughs> fires up the old Chat GPT, um, depending on what this announcement is, and if it is a live show, um, and at the football stadium, I, I, I guess that that those are the three qualifiers. Um, I would be very interested to go. Because uh, that's only four hours from here. Um, and you have to think, this is, is pretty cool. <laughs> like, 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 whatever it is, this was very unexpected. Yeah, if there is any chance you will ever have of hearing Dead and Company play Lazy Lightning Supplication, yeah. this is it. Well, well, that was my thought to. on the that was my thought on the way home uh, this evening. Was I'm like, oh my god, they they have to. <laughs> they like, have are to. they gonna Dark Star Orchestra it? Because they already did with the Woodstock set, but mm -hmm. that was only five songs in the middle of a longer show. Cornell is a full. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. We'll so. all find out together, I suppose. Yeah, or we'll already have found out by the time this airs. <laughs> um, any any update on what Chat GPT has to say? Well, the update is that you have to log in to Chat GPT, and oh, yes. I really don't feel like making up a uh, username and password just for uh, just for this little segment here. Um, I will say, however, that. I, I did some Googling about Cornell University, and the colors are carnelian red and white. And I'm sure that there's oh. listeners out there who probably know that on our cursing your good name game. I'm going to get that wrong on purpose forever. <laughs> Car, it's cornelian red and white, actually. I, I, they're lucky I can pronounce Cornell. I, if I start <laughs> trying to say Cornell, would you have known about Cornell if not for the dead? Um, from the office. Yeah, I hate See, to say I, that, but yeah, I have no reference to that. I did not. Yeah, watch that. it it would be, and and really, anybody who's not like, I would say like in the Ivy League sphere, but like folks in like my part of rural Pennsylvania, like if they know about Cornell, it's definitely from Andy in the Office, hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. Um, which kind of sucks for the school. You know, <laughs> hell of a reputation to have, right? Um, but shit, I'll never go there, so fuck them. Um, anyway, hey man, <laughs> Ithaca is gorgeous, man. Um, yeah, like I would. It's a I beautiful love... part of the country. Um, 
upstate PA, upstate New York. It's, it's all beautiful up there. Old I'm, country I'm so too. glad really you've old. finally taken a stand <laughs> against <laughs> the people at Cornell for some reason. I've really been thinking that this podcast needs to make some beef with strangers. And I think the entire city of Ithaca would be a perfect uh, new enemy for us. It was, the, it was the green bear last week, the good folks of Ithaca this week. <laughs> and Cornell is the, the bears, I believe. Oh, we're going to get so many emails. The uh, nickname is Big Red. What? I was close. Enough. Oh, but their mascot. On, they're, they're, this is lame. Their, their mascot is called Touchdown the Bear. <laughs> it is lame. It's really bad, Cornell. But I will say that um, I live uh, pretty close. I, I, I love ice hockey and I live pretty close to Princeton and University. Big's house. No, it's Please it's okay. For all of it's these fine. statements about Cornell we've made. So, yeah, what uh, would the I, trip be like for you? If, to Cornell? If, yeah. Oh yeah, it would be pretty far. Upstate New York is upstate New York, man. Like it's once you start talking about that, it's it's distance no matter where you live. Yeah, um, Jersey, there's no. Nam might be closer. Part of upstate yeah. New York to go to. Yeah, it's even still probably. Yeah, even still, it's it's a hike. Um, but yeah, so I. I go and watch Princeton University uh, hockey, right? They, like uh, NCAA ice hockey team. One day Cornell comes to town and they brought their entire freaking marching band. <laughs> and it was like more people than were in the stands were just like in Cornell's marching band. And so it was like every time they'd score a goal, we'd be like, just like, oh my God. Did they play the Cornell dancing in the street? No, it wasn't cool. I told you Darn. that. Darn. <laughs> There's nothing cool about it. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. It's you, just you Cornell rubbing it in. Cornell marching band, and I, and I should have known that nothing about that was going to be cool. Yeah. That 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 seems like a very Cornell thing for them. Very to, Cornell to to bring. Uh... <laughs> I like how this opening segment. I like how I had band no uh, no opinion. <laughs> I had no opinion four minutes ago. Now I'm just firmly like you know fuck them. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on this week in our Channel 6 News segments. Um, we have, um, so earlier we had the uh, FIG uh, chat GPT segment. Now we have the, now we have the FIG opening monologue. Um, so FIG, uh, go ahead uh, with your monologue uh, and go. I have a feeling this is going to go just about as well as the chat GPT segment went. Um, it's just a uh, dad joke that was featured on the subreddit that I'm going to highlight. Uh, this is from user. I've never heard this before. It's actually pretty, pretty funny. Uh, I, I was going to say that we were going to bring back the good vibes, but uh, the username is user, <laughs> user kill rainbow ponies. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So uh, I think this is an original. Uh, what's a dung beetles and spelled like the beetles for some reason, but what is a dung beetles favorite dead song? I don't what? know, Fig. What is a Dung Beetle's <laughs> favorite dead song? Well, it's Franklin's Tower, obviously. Roll the way the do. <laughs> because that's what Dung Beetles do. do. That's, yeah. that's what they do in life. They nice. roll away do. And I, right. I like I how can... you immediately jumped into explaining the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You had no confidence in it, and I respect that. Well, <laughs> yeah, as I was reading it, I realized it wasn't, it wasn't that good. But it got 156 <laughs> upvotes. So um, yeah, that's worth it. Anyway, Chat GPT. Any any second now, it's gonna happen. So, so the good folks have read it. 156 upvotes or more, and you too can become a headline <laughs> on the Help on the Way <laughs> podcast. Listen, if all we needed was 156 upvotes, we'd just be talking about people's tattoos every week. 
next week on here's what's on my ankle <laughs> um all right now let's go ahead and move on to our main event of the evening which is of course march 24th 1991 a hot uh, probably wasn't hot it's probably just a Maybe it's yeah, it was it was, yeah, the people were cold waiting in line to get in. Uh, it was March 24th, 1991, a Sunday in uh, Albany, New York, the Knickerbocker Arena. Uh, this show has a note here as it was without Bruce Hornsby. Um, and of course, the show did not feel like we were at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and go into set number one. Set one kicked off with, of course, help on the way. Uh, Slipknot into Franklin's Tower. Wang Dang Doodle. Uh, Jack Rowe. Beat it on down the line. Brown Eyed Women. Desolation Row. And it ended with Deal. Fig, what were your thoughts on set number one? It was awesome. Uh, this was a really powerful show. That was the word that I kept coming back to. Very powerful. Um, some really great recordings of this show exist, including A Matrix, with I, which I highly recommend. It's what I listened to. Um, listenable on headphones. It was, it was just, it was awesome. Really, really good, deep um, mix there. Um, Help Slip Frank, really good energy, uh, really good groove throughout. Uh, the drummers were on on point tonight, uh, the whole night, even in Franklin's. Like, I played Franklin's in my band, and, so, and sometimes it's hard to kind of get the groove going, but they really had it uh, tonight. Um, so if you're a Help Slip Frank head, this is definitely uh, one for you. We get into Wang Dang Doodle, which I wrote was a party, which I never really thought I would say about Wang Dang Doodle, but it really was. I mean, it was just fun. The guys were bringing it. Uh, Vince's uh, vocals were great throughout um, the whole night, and especially Wang Dang Doodle. Uh, Jerry is playing the shit out of his MIDI saxophone, and it actually sounds pretty good. Um, and I just wrote that it has a good pocket; like it just felt good. Like like the drummers were sitting low, sitting slow, and 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 the band was was playing uh, their hearts out over the top of them. Uh, we get into Jack or Row. I think this one might have sound like the Renaissance Fair if we did have Hornsby, but this was a Hornsby-less night. So I thought this was uh, good tempo, good playing. At the end of it, it was kind of cool. You could hear the crowd do a, we want Phil, we want Phil. Uh, Phil did not answer their requests. They go to a beat it on down the line. Did anybody count out the beats? 13? 13, yeah, I heard 13. Yes. And it was good. And it was a good, uh, and you get a gold star. It was a good version of Beat on Down the Line, as was uh, the rest of the set. Brown-Eyed Women. Um, Jerry was noodling. Oh, it, it was cool to hear Jerry noodling the intro. Um, if you listen to it, he, he noodles on the intro. And then once the band starts playing, he plays something completely different. It was like really interesting. It was like you could hear like the paradigmatic Brown-Eyed Women Jerry lick. And then once it was showtime... You could just see him like kind of maybe kick it up to another level and, and do something more interesting. But that was really cool to hear. Um, in our pregame or pregame, in our little uh, chat, Nob was asking us for hot takes for Desol Desolation Row, and I was like, Nob, I got your hot take for Desolation Row, and here it is. Uh, the song clocked in at around 13 minutes and 14 seconds, and that's all I got for Deal. Um, it was a fun deal, um, really well-played version. Um, 
the I really liked it when the drummers got into that kind of swing four four rhythm at the end. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and it was a powerful end to a powerful first set. Nob, what'd you think? Yeah, I I generally pretty much agree with you. Normally, I find a couple of things where where we disagree, but we're pretty much in agreement here. Um, it's a good tempo on Help on the Way. Uh, it takes a minute to click for me, but once it's going, it's really going. I enjoy the Slipknot. It's interesting, they skip the main Slipknot melody at the top of the song in the interest of going straight to the jam, but they do bring it back at the end, which is fun. Some nice interplay between Jerry, Bob, and Vince. It's good, it's good, it's very good, but it gets great during Franklin's Tower. It's got really good vibes, it's yeah. energetic, it's confident. This Franklin's is the highlight of this whole evening. It's great. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Dead's version of Wang Dang Doodle. I've probably said this before. I I'm a real big fan of the Coco Taylor version. This one is a lot of fun. It's got a really good groove to it, getting into the pocket like you said. I really enjoy the MIDI saxophone sound from Jerry. It sounds a little funny when he starts going a little lower on the guitar than a saxophone yeah. actually goes, but it's fun. And Vince gets a hell of a piano solo. He really goes for yeah. it on this one. Uh, Jack Rose a lot of fun. Jerry's ripping. Good time. Uh, got good energy on the beat it on down the line. Uh, some fun high energy vocals. You can start to hear Bob play around with the usual rhythms. It's the early stages of Grateful Dead Bobby evolving into Dead and Company Bobby. Um, a nice high energy brown eyed women. Jerry's in general. Jerry's just having a great night. Uh, and this really shows it off. He has some great solos, he's killing it vocally, and he adds some really nice rhythmic touches to the verses. Um, I... Uh, musically, Desolation Row's never been my favorite Bob Dylan song. It's got some great lines, I got nothing against that, but it just has too many verses, and, and it starts Yo. to lose me. And, and I don't... I like Bob Weir singing Bob Dylan songs. I don't love Bob Weir singing Desolation Row. Um, there's some nice Vinny keys, and the band is keeping it as lively as possible, but uh, there's just too many verses, good God. It's 13 I, I'm minutes sure, long. I'm pretty sure Bobby's guitar gets out of tune by the end of it, which <laughs> this is... Desolation Row is not only the low point of this set, but of the show. Um, but then, deal, real yeah. tight. Uh, some some real nice soloing from Jerry, Phil and Bill really holding it down with some nice ornamentation from Vince. I wish Jerry's guitar was a little higher in the mix, especially in the Matrix, but it was still really good. A very energetic peak to the jam. A very good example of post-80s deal. Um, yeah, I like that set a lot. I'm not always this into 90s shows, but I really like this one. What did you think, game? Uh, I hate to just continue to be an echo chamber here, but I'm going to be the echo chamber. Um, this was good. Um, real good. I, I normally like to think that my fandom, uh, stops in the summer of 90. Uh, however, uh, this show is good. Uh, and maybe it's because there's no Hornsby that I, I like it so much. I don't know. Uh, but really, like, like you guys said, everything from set one is good except for desolation row <laughs> desolation row uh brings the party to a screeching halt uh, but 
thankfully jerry brings it back with deal uh but literally everything um set one was was excellent um all right set even, two sorry no go ahead back in i wouldn't even mind a different long bob dylan song like i'd take a stuck inside a mobile right here yeah isolation row like i, and, I don't know that, and, that and, one just doesn't do it for me and i even feel like stuck inside a mobile fits this set better yeah than desolation row at least in my well, opinion bob well, why do you why do you say that i'm curious 32 years ago um get that reverse I, email going on well it's it's a longer song but to me it's got more energy to it. it it carries what beat it on down the line brown-eyed women and later deal are doing Desolation Row brings the energy down a little too much, just especially e. as it goes into minute 9, 10, 11, 12. 13, brah. You know, exactly. Like, I and it's, not, it's not like extended jams either. It's like... No, it's like just verses. verses. There's like maybe one verse pattern of Jerry soloing over it, but it's mostly Bob singing Bob Dylan's lyrics. So here, here's I, a question. Maybe I just don't know how to listen to Bob Dylan. Like, okay, so I, I know his Desire album very well. That was the only album I really got into. Sure. And those are like stories. Like those are like, you know, there's rising action, falling action, character development. You know, like they're actually stories. Is that what these other songs are too? Like, should I be? Because like honestly, the way that I listen to Grateful Dead, I don't listen to the lyrics all that all that much. Like I listen to the music, right? But if I were to listen to Desolation Row, would I get that same? You know, would it click the way that Desire clicked for me? definitely going for something else this is an earlier okay. period of bob dylan this is 65 and he's much oh, wow. more impressionistic i would say oh. this isn't desolation row is not meant to tell a story and it's not meant to really you know give you a a, a realistic picture of life but it's meant to show you what this part of the world that bob calls desolation row feels like and where Desolation Row is, it's a you know, it's whatever the crummy part of your hometown or wherever you Row. live right now. Exactly, it's it's that. There's no specific place, and it's all just about capturing that vibe. And like it's it again. There's some really great stuff in Desolation Row. I just wish it was three verses shorter. Well, thank you for that. Sure, that ends my Bob Dylan lecture for the <laughs> evening. Well, is there homework? Yeah, uh, listen to his 16-minute rambling JFK song, Murder Most Foul. It came out two years ago, and everyone insists that it's brilliant, and I have no idea why. <laughs> it's one of, it's genuinely one of the most unlistenable pieces of music I've heard in my lifetime, and I... Everyone keeps saying it's one of Bob Dylan's best songs, and I like I feel like I'm being gaslit by the Bob Dylan fan community every time I hear that. Anyway, that ends my Bob Dylan lecture for the evening. All right, let's move on back to the good old Grateful Dead uh, and set two of March 24th, 1991. Uh, set two kicked off with Samson and Delilah into China Cat Sunflower, I Know You Writer. Then we got It Looks Like Rain. He's Gone, Drums in Space, The Wheel, I Need a Miracle, Standing on the Moon, Good Lovin', with an encore of U.S. Blues. Uh, Nob, what was your thoughts on set number two? Thank you. I was just thinking I hadn't talked in a while. <laughs> um, I, 
I do. I I dig this set too. I I I have a bad habit of of spoiling how I vote here, uh, but I'm not gonna do that tonight. Uh, I feel good about both of these sets, but in different ways. Um, well, you know, we don't. If we all rate this in our book of the dead, we don't have to choose a set. But go ahead. That's true. That's true. Just laying down the ground rules. Um. All right, then I like set one more, but set two <laughs> is still really good. Um, it's just a little more inconsistent, I find. Um, I really like the Samson at the start. It's got a, a nice slow build to it. Uh, I really like uh, the organ stuff that Vince is bringing. Some really biting guitar solos from Jerry. Just a really smoking start. Uh, I really loved this China Rider. This is a highlight of set two for me. It's a jaunty China cat to start. I'm... I'm often, not often, but I, I am regularly someone who kind of waits for China Cat to be over so that we can get to Ryder. But this one is a really good one. The energy is good. The jams are really fun. Even the first solo is pretty good. Jerry's got some cool rhythms in it. Uh, a fun transition jam, really high energy into uh, I Know You Ryder. Uh, a zippy but low-key rider at the start, <laughs> um, and it builds and builds really well. A great Jerry solo, an awesome Wish I Was a Headlight on a Northbound Train. I don't know if I've heard a 90s Wish I Was a Headlight on a Northbound Train this good. Yeah. The, the acapella and ending gets a little rough. The crowd is clapping at a tempo the band does not want to sing the song at, and they all get a little out of whack. But they quickly recover. It's just a fun little blip in an otherwise really strong China Rider. For a second, when Looks Like Rain started, I thought somehow Bob was going to sing more verses of Desolation Row, and it sent a shiver up my spine. I thought, no, no, the song is over. We cannot do this again. And I was very relieved to hear the beginning of Looks Like Rain. This is an energized, looks like Rain, a very energized Bobby. This feels less like a melancholy breakup and mm -hmm. more like a, a breakup-induced breakdown. Um, it goes to a lot of different places. Very driving uh, rendition, which keeps it from being the ballad of the pre-drums part. Bobby's falsetto at the end gets a little bit grating, I, I must be honest with you. And I feel that way about the good love and later on. But it fits the emotion here, so I, I, I don't like it, but I respect it. Okay, I don't respect it, but I get it. I don't get it, but I heard it. Um, <laughs> nice. A strong, a strong I like that journey you took us on there. Thank you, thank you. Uh, a strong transition into He's Gone. Even with Jerry's scratchier 90s vocals, I think this is a really lovely rendition. His vocals sound good. The harmonies are in top form. And if I'm honest with you, this one goes from good to great for me when they introduce the MIDI instruments. It, it doesn't lose the emotion of the piece while introducing some really interesting new textures. I'm glad they don't use the MIDI for a lot of this song, but the little bit of it is really cool. Some fun vocal stuff during the breakdown. The, ooh, nothing's gonna bring him back. Uh, <laughs> Vince seems to have his mic about five feet away from his face, which allows him to do his really high stuff without getting too prevalent mm -hmm. in the sound. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think his keys are adding a lot to the end jam that they go back into. Um, 
Not a lot to talk about in drums. I like when it gets a little more bass drum heavy. Space gets pretty in the middle. There's some nice synth stuff between the pads that Vince is doing and whatever the MIDI flute's coming from. There's some, some I don't know how else to describe it, but beep, beep, beep guitar from Jerry, but it's fun. Uh, it's a boppy wheel, but it doesn't really wow me. The harmonies are fine. There's not much of a jam to it. it it's just kind of there. Uh, conversely, I really enjoyed the I Need a Miracle, which was similarly yeah. short and didn't have that much to it. But it was ripping. It was really fun. Bobby was in good form. Jerry's bringing it. An organ sound from Vince. A, a lot to love here. The definition of short and sweet. <laughs> when Standing on the Moon started... I realized I've been listening to too much Dead & Company because it genuinely threw me for a second to not hear Bobby's voice on it. Uh, but that's just me. It's a lovely rendition of Standing on the Moon. Vince's piano adds a lot. Uh, the vocals from Jerry are very touching. At the end, it, it sounds like Bobby got bored and was like, alright, it's good loving time. Uh, and it's a fine transition. Some nice energy on the good loving. Uh, I think... If I'm honest with you, I think the weakest part of this show is the, the post-drums part of set two. Good Lovin's got good energy, but, but Bobby's vocals are, are... Oh, at the end. Oh, when he starts doing all this. I, I will take... I've probably said this before, but I will take a hundred Donna screams over one Bobby. Um... But then, again, this, this set is all over the place for me. I really love the U.S. Blues at the end. It's high energy. I genuinely think it's the best song in the post-drums part of the show. So they end it on a high note, even as I'm a little hit or miss about this part of the show. All right, I'm done hearing me talk. What did you think, Nick? <laughs> um, um, mostly agree. Mostly agree. Um... Yeah, let's get into it. So Samson was interesting. At first, I was like, why don't they just start with China Rider? Why do they start with Samson? And then I got into it, and I wrote down something nonsensical. I wrote awesome fun. And that's just what was on my mind. Um, it, was, it was awesome fun, and I liked Vince's keys, and I just wrote chaos. And it, you know, and, and it kind of captured what the dead do best, where it's just like... You know, it's like a tempest in a teapot, like where, how are they keeping the song together? Every, everything is like swirling around. Everyone's doing yeah. their own thing. And it just sounds so interesting. And it's, you know, it's uh, hanging on, you know, by like a, a pinhead. You know, they're all you know, bouncing on a pinhead, but they, they do it. And, and that was Samson. I was like, okay, good choice. Uh, and then we get into China Rider. And China, I, I was listening to uh, China and I, I started doing that thing where you, you kind of like tap your toes and then like nod your head, but like to like two different beats. And to me, that's when I know that I am getting into some good Grateful Dead because um, the rhythms were, were everywhere. I, I really do think China is one of the paradigmatic Grateful Dead songs. Like, if you want to know what the Grateful Dead's about, you can give them uh, China and then, you know, even China Rider. But um, it just has that sound. And, and tonight definitely had that Grateful Dead sound. Um, Ryder was powerful, uh, especially with the northbound train part. I, I heard that. And it wasn't necessarily powerful because of Jerry. It was interesting. It was powerful because of what the uh, Rhythm Devils were doing and the way that yes. they presented it, which was kind of cool. Like They served it up on the platter to make it powerful. Um, and then, yeah, Vince, um, I actually liked his caterwauling. And I think, Nob, you nailed it on the head when you said that he had the mic position in such a way that the caterwauling actually worked. 
and I, it works kind of like almost I don't want to say like a gang vocal, but it works in in the in the sense that like like if you're in the crowd, that's probably what you know you're going to hear a lot of people above or below the actual pitch around mm-hmm. you, and it's going to like round out the sound for you and, and kind of sound good. I think when Vince gets too close and he's actually you know it sounds like he's doing a harmony rather than kind of uh, I don't know I don't say pastiche, but he's, he's you know when he's trying to do something else um besides his caterwauling like it it uh it doesn't work this actually worked uh looks like rain uh yes i completely agree with you this was it was a little it was a little too much it was a little up for looks like rain i just wrote mm-hmm. that he can't stand the rain because that's literally all bobby said over and over oh, again oh. it was a lot of it, it was like, it's okay yeah. I, I i hear you loud and clear um i read this on the subreddit i didn't know i didn't know that this happened but someone said that Bobby was talking about that portion of oh you know what this is not about I can't stand the rain it's about um scene of circumstance uh, mm-hmm. uh I sure don't know where I'm going for but I'm going to go far ahead for sure or whatever yeah so we're going to edit this part out um, but it okay. had to do with him getting caught in a rainstorm and yeah. it, in my head it was uh that he couldn't stand the rain so it's a little bit late in the evening for me um, yeah, so Bobby Weir's vocals were just a little bit too in your face for Looks Like Rain. Wasn't my favorite. He's Gone was actually great. Again, a powerful version of that song. Uh, the end was interesting because they kind of go into a spoonful jam, which mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Uh, that goes into drums. I did listen to drums. Um, you got some serious bass on those drums. Like, if you put headphones on or if you're in your car and you have a subwoofer, like, you're going to hear those drums. Uh, they actually sounded really good. It was actually kind of cool to listen to. Uh, space happens and pretty much just the the transition between space and wheel is is seamless so you know the, the wheel kind of happens after some you know ambience uh, from space propelling into the wheel um, so that was kind of cool uh, miracle i have a star next to i thought that was a lot of fun it's a song i don't usually rate too highly but this was a good one uh standing on the moon i, I think this is the first time that we've heard the song on the podcast if i'm not mistaken yes. yeah so um it's a great song i always love the song i don't have too much to say about it I, you know my only take about the song itself is that um well it, it does two things i guess like typically when the grateful dead you know talks about you know the larger picture like it, it's it, it's kind of from a personal standpoint like they, they kind yeah. of bring it down to you know your your reality right the american beauty like um you know like love and you know like like relationships and stuff and this is interesting because it's it's very objective right he's standing on the moon he's looking down he's talking about the war he's talking about this but then it flips and it goes back to that kind of classic grateful dead you know relationship you know discussion with that last verse of a lonely view of heaven but i'd rather be with you um it's interesting it's interesting and maybe that's you know kind of you know hunter and garcia writing the song were you know older in age and maybe that's just kind of uh you know, a, a different take on things that they got uh, with age, like a different uh, view of things. Um, great song, fantastic song, and this was well played as well. Um, so I really liked that we got uh, to hear that one. And I'm flipping back to Good Lovin' Didn't Do Anything For Me. U.S. Blues was good. Um, I, I didn't think it was like awesome, but it was a good, it was a great closer. Um, probably better than the last show that we featured, which also had a U.S. Blues closer. Um, I like this version better than that one. So, my friend Game, what are your thoughts? 
Um, Samson and Delilah was good. China Rider was good. Uh, looks like Rain kind of brought me down. Um, not as much as Desolation Row. Uh, still kind of a downer though. Uh, He's Gone though was good. Uh, of course I skipped Drums in Space. Uh, Wheel was good. Uh, Miracle was good. Uh, I really enjoyed Standing on the Moon. Um, kind of hard to believe this is the first time we've gotten that. Um, yeah. all this time. Um, but yeah, um, that was a nice change of pace. Uh, we don't hear first time songs very often doing this podcast. Um, Good Levin was good, and U.S. Blues was good. Boom. Oh, sorry, well, I just got a notification for something, and I thought my mic was broken, and it's not. All right, good deal. Uh, I'll edit this part out, me being confused. Okay, <laughs> so um, we do not have a Scarlet Fire to rate this week. However, we do we have... We haven't a- had a Scarlet Fire to rate. In a months, what a long time. I was thinking, would it, would it make sense to rate the China Rider? But I don't think it would. I don't think it functions like that. Although it's the same kind of song transition yeah. song. Um, I would rate it highly. Yeah, I would rate it highly. Yeah, same. Um, you could rate the "I wish I was a headlight," like just that, <laughs> just that particular part. The um, headlight like, Headlight rating. Yeah, if this were a test your strength machine, this this headlight reaches the bell. Yeah, if it was yeah. a love testing machine, it'd be like super hunk or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. this would this would be high beams. This I would think. be high beams. I'm so um, glad we've started moving towards more objective ways of measuring these. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, book of the dead. Um, knob. Does this make your book of the dead? I'm infamously very picky about my Book of the Dead. I think there's only five or six shows in all the time that we've been doing this that I've said, yes, definitively, this would be a pick for me. And this, it's no question. Yes, this is a Book of the Dead pick. Um, it's, I don't know which way that was going there. I, was like, I, I, wanted to, I, want, I was trying to build up tension as if I was going to somehow say no after raving about it for the last, what feels like, four hours. Um... <laughs> No, I really liked it. it. You know, it's while an inconsistent second set, there's really no song in there that's bad. Even the looks like rain, I'm not into. But there's really nothing that doesn't work. The only blemish on the show, in my opinion, is Desolation Row. But everything else is good enough to make up for it, and then some. Fig, does this make your book of the dead? Yeah, I think it does. Um, this was one that I would love to show people, right? Like it, it's it's an interesting period for them. Uh, you know, it's it's horns be less, and he can be somewhat polarizing. Um, a great, awesome matrix out there on the archive that you can just stream for free. An awesome set list, Desolation Row, notwithstanding, uh, really well played and. Well sung, and I was just digging it, man. This was, this was great. I mean, this is this is why we do this. So emphatic yes from Fig. And I will continue the trend of yeses. Um, oh, yes, this wow. was an excellent show. Um, I think for me, anytime a post summer ninety show catches me, it has to go on my book of the dead just because. Um, so yes, this makes my book of the dead, and that means we got the jackpot 
so now, uh, as far as which set, uh, that is no longer a question this week because you guys get the full show. Uh, Let after- it be known that that our friend Nob was still being. I- a little bitchy. <laughs> no, I'm just excited. I just want to clarify that if I, if we were to pick a set, I just want to rave about the first set one more time. I would pick I, that one. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's like a 1A, 1B type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So please stick around after this podcast for the complete show of Ooh. March 24th, 1991 at the Knickerbocker Arena. Um, show. Way, what a great name for an arena. I agree. Like um, I mean, dozing at the Nick, notwithstanding. I mean, that's just cool stuff. Yeah. Go MVP. Um, Fig, who do you have as your show MVP? All right, so I thought long and hard about this. I was um, raving about the Rhythm Devils the whole time, and I know it's a real knob move to, uh, you know, um, give it to the drummers, but I'm going to say that it was the Rhythm Devils tonight. Wow. Yeah, I know, man. Picking both of them? What a cop-out. That is. Uh, no, I really can't. I mean, when I'm listening, I can't like <laughs> differentiate, and they deserve it. One A, one B. And well, which one's A? Which one's B? Uh, let's move on. <laughs> uh, Nob, no uh, who is your show MVP? I on, I gotta give it to our boy Vinny. I, wow. I not only does he hold his own for the fact that Bruce is not there and it's just him playing the keys. He's also just having a really good night. His keyboard yeah. contributions add a lot to pretty much every song. His harmonies are in good form. This is a good night for Vince. Uh, I hesitated, I contemplated Jerry as an MVP, but I think I got to give it to Vinny here. Um, you did steal my thunder. While oh. I'm not sure if I'm ready to put the R boy. Uh, in front of his name, uh, I do have to give it. <laughs> I, I do have to give it to uh, Vince. Um, it was um, without Hornsby there. It really took away the whole Renaissance Fair walking in Memphis, even though he doesn't even sing that song. Type of feel for me that I get with Hornsby. Uh, wh- why did they decide that they needed? to i don't well that's how i mean brent brent's the man so they need a double reason (laughs) historically is that they wanted someone who could both sing and play the keys they wanted a brent replacement they didn't want to hire two people you know they didn't want a keith and donna they wanted a brent and vince was the only person auditioned that could sing the parts Mm -hmm. um and his playing was Good, but he wasn't quite comfortable taking over as the sole keyboardist for the dead immediately. So Hornsby was brought in because they had already jammed before and Jerry and Bruce were buddies. But Bruce, it was always meant to be a temporary arrangement because Bruce had his own solo career going on. He wasn't going to completely stop doing Bruce Hornsby in the range so that he could be in The Grateful Dead. That wasn't his vibe. Um... And so the two of them played together for a year and a half until Bruce left. Interesting. Yeah. And, and he needed a showcase for his accordion skills. Of course, Horns of course. Yeah. He only, I, okay, I will say, <laughs> he usually only plays accordion on like one, maybe two songs a show. 
most of the time he's on the grand piano and that was a bit of a, a sticking point is that that vince wanted to play the grand piano but bruce was the one that got to play it and they sh stuck vince with this keyboard uh the other thing i wanted to oh i'm game i'm sorry did you was it it was it was uh who's your mvp i'm sorry oh no vinny Vinny. Vinny. Okay. Vinny, gotcha. yes. <laughs> the, the other thing that I'm happy that we're highlighting this the show, and clearly this is a uh, podcast, so it's an aural medium. But if you go on YouTube, there is a video of um, of tonight's show as well. So this is a cool one if uh, if you like to watch the dead on YouTube, or if you want to listen to them on the archive. There's a lot of great resources out there for you. We did also have two uh, Reddit comments this week, and I will go ahead and read the first one. Uh, the first one was from Wild Direction eighty two forty four. Great choice, all. Uh, was there one of my few beat it on down the line? I caught and a spectacular deal that kept on rolling the drums were super green light rainforesty i think and the show was strong even though no bruce cheers uh who wants to read sonos's subaru i'm gonna i'm gonna kick that over to um knob sure. uh but uh yeah, just a reminder to the audience, uh, Wild Direction said this was a great choice. This was not our choice. This was just happenstance. Uh, everything we were that forced. we listened to. Yeah. <laughs> the computer put a gun to our heads and said, listen to this March 91 show. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty much like Mr. Science Theater 3000 here. We don't get to choose what we listen to. Uh, I have randomized all of the shows that are possibly available and we just go down the spreadsheet and we click next and, and that's the next show that we listen to. So uh, this was not a great choice, although it turned out to be one uh, by the computer. And, and we uh, we hope that the uh, computer overlord blesses us with another good show next week. If we chose the shows, we'd have done Red Rock 78 like three times now. <laughs> yeah, if we chose the shows, this would not be as interesting of a podcast, no. I think. No. Yeah. It would just be us showing each other our favorite shows and going... <laughs> Please like them. Yeah. Um, so Sono Subaru wrote, "Yes." Help slip Franklin opener reminded me of Buffalo '77. Mellow and smooth through the first set. Then comes the deal. Now I'm on my feet, gradually getting closer to my speakers. No set break in the digital world, so we roll right into Samson and Delilah. I've now picked up my dual Bluetooth speakers <laughs> and I'm using them like drumsticks. Then comes the Funky China Rider, my speaker's still in hand, and I'm full-on jazzercising from room to room. Great show. I hadn't looked past the 90 run from Albany, but this is a fun show. That's awesome. And jazzercising is always a fun time. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it, it's a big... I, 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 I say this a fair amount on the podcast, but always feel like I should say it more. This is music that's meant to be danced to. And that's yeah. true of a lot of music, but but the Dead themselves always said that they were making dance music. And as much fun as it is to discuss it and get into the minutiae about what works and what doesn't, at the end of the day, this is music to dance to. And it's just right. nice to uh, to get those bits of uh, feedback about which shows are more fun to dance to than others. And this is a very fun, dancey kind of show. And I'd like to think that so user Sono Subaru, th thank you so much for that comment. That was awesome. I'd like to think that that redditor would have agreed with me that this was the Rhythm Devils night. So thank you for that as well. 
All right, moving on to next week. Um, oh, the randomizer <laughs> giveth, and well, the randomizer giveth again. But well, it starts off with the helps the Frank again, which is kind of cool. There's yeah, some serendipity but... with that. Look at that but set too, though. That set too looks like a stinker. It opens with easy answers. <laughs> it opens with easy answers. I would have been so upset. Imagine you spent, I don't know, it's the 90s, so I'm guessing $3.75. You spend a week and a half in your van driving to this, and they open set two with easy answers. Ugh. Into Lazy River Road. I like Lazy River Road. Mm. It's fun. Uh, There's going to be a lot of caterwauling in this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking forward to the addicts of my life either. (laughs) Um, Masterpiece is a trade-up from um, Desolation Row, I would say. I mean, this is pretty much the set list. It's the same set list. With with a different Bobby Blue song and a different Bobby <laughs> Bob Dylan song, this, we've we've pretty much just heard a better version of what we're about to listen to. Probably. Well, listen, listen. Let's not count out ninety four. We have been shocked no, it's, before. It's, it's like it's like edibles. We have to badmouth them, or else they're not going to work. It's, it's oh, yeah. this ninety four show isn't even working, and then right? we'll be like, oh my god, this is the most beautiful "Let It Grow" I've ever heard. Speaking of most beautiful, let's go ahead and wrap up this most beautiful podcast up. Um, As always, please go ahead and smash that subscribe button, like and share with any and all of your Grateful Dead loving friends and family. Uh, You may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, uh, you will not find us at one that loosely rhymes with Don't Smoke Potify. So (laughs) if you use a service that kind of loosely rhymes with Don't smoke potify you will not find us on that one however you will find us on all other major podcast platforms you may uh find us directly on the web at help on the way you may email us at help on the way pod at gmail.com you may communicate with us on uh rather at reddit on you can communicate with us via Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead, and as well as my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the GD channel. Uh, any parting words for Knob and or Fig? Don't smoke Potify. If you want to hear me ramble about Bob Dylan for another hour and a half, you can check out my new podcast, Knob Dylan available uh nowhere for very good reason i heard that knob dylan's real name was uh nobert zimmerman yes yes that's true that's 45 minutes of the first episode are spent on that he had a formative youth in uh minnesota yes yes and i as an expert on minnesota and all of its happenings i'm very excited to ramble about it for three days (laughs) knobdylan.podbean.com and that is everything thank you once again for listening to the help on the way podcast (laughs) 
space Your eyes looked through your mother's face My father seemed in the same way Made the fog winds roll Save the child that brings that pill. Might have a good ring, baby, you can't tell. One watch by night, one watch by day. If you get confused, listen to the music thing.
the tail automatic slam, the tail raising Tony Jean. Butcher knife Tony Nanny, feel fast talking fanny. Say we got a picture, boy, down to that
Well, this job I got is a little too hard. Well, I'm running out of money, Lord, I need more pay. I'm gonna wake up in the morning, Lord, I'm gonna pack my bag. I'm gonna beat it all down. Play I'm going down the line. I'm going down the line. I'm going down the line. Said, come
Are you still going back to that shack Way across the railroad track And that's where I think I belong Cause I got a sweet woman Lord, she's waiting there for me And that's where I'm gonna make my happy home Say happy home Was it a happy home? Was it a happy home? Was it a happy, sweet and happy, 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 happy home? Happy, happy, happy home. Happy home. That's where I'm gonna make my happy
shack in Bigfoot County It's drunk so hard that the roof gave in Lyle Jones went to meet her gun And the old man never wants to see Selling postcards of a hanging. They're painting the passports brown. Beauty parlors filled with sailors. The circus is in town. It in walks the blind commissioner. They've got him in a trance. One hand is tied to the tightrope walker. in his pants and the rat squad they're restless they need somewhere to go cause Lily and I look out tonight on desolation road now Cinderella she seems so easy Takes one to know when she smiles Puts her hands in her back pockets Betty Davis smile And in walks Romeo, he's moaning You belong to me, I believe Someone says you're in the wrong place, my friend You'd better leave 
you can hear after the ambulance is gone. Cinderella's waiting upon the desolation road. The moon, it's almost hit. The stars are beginning to hide. Fortune time is already taking all things inside. All except for, for Cain and Abel and the hunchback of Notre Dame. Everybody's either making love or else expecting rain. And the good Samaritan, he's dressing, he's getting ready for the show. Going down to the carnival tonight on Desolation Road. Now Ophelia, she's near the window. For her, I feel so afraid. On the 22nd birthday, she already is a fool. To her, death is quite romantic. She wears an iron vest Her profession is her religion Her sin is her lifelessness And though her gaze is fixed upon Noah's great rainbow She spends her time digging in on Desolation Road Disguise of Robin Hood with his memories in a trunk. Passed this way an hour ago with his friend, a jealous Oh, he looks so immaculately frightful as he bumped a cigarette and he went off sniffing green pies. Reciting the alphabet. Oh, you wouldn't think to look at him, but he was famous long ago for playing electric violin on Desolation Road. Across the street, they nailed the curtains. The 
getting ready for the feast. Phantom of the Opera, you're the perfect image of the priest. All this spoon feeding Casanova to get him to feel more sure. Vermeil kill him with self-confidence After poisoning him with words And the phantom shouting Two skinny girls Get out of here! You don't know! Yes, I know that Just being punished Going to Desolation Road Superhuman crew Going around up everyone Who knows more than they do Then they take him to the factory Where the heart attack machine It's a crap across their shoulders
received your letter yesterday About the time the doorknob broke When you asked how I was doing Is that some kind of joke? All these people that you mentioned Yes, I knew them, they're quite lame Thank you. 
Simpson and the lad, they got in the track. Simpson, they crawled up on the lad's back. You read about this lad, he killed a man with his paw. Samson got his hands around that lion's jaw. Rip that, he's got those feeling dead. And the bees made honey in the lion's head. If I
love Gonna miss me when I'm gone Gone, gone Gonna miss your baby From rolling in your Side of bed, the covers were still warm where you been laying. You were gone. My heart was filled with dread. You might not be sleeping here again. But it's alright cause I love you That's not gonna change Run me around, make me hurt Again and again But I am still singing love songs Written in the letters of your name Storm to come, oh, it surely looks like rain. Did you ever wake into the sound? Those street cats making love. And yes, when they're crying, you will listen to a fight. Just the last thing they're thinking of They're only trying to make it Through the night
Rain, rain, go away, go away. Rain, rain, go away. I can't take no more. I can't take no more rain today. Oh no, no. I can't stand it. No. I can't stand. I can't stand the rain. Can't stand it. No. I can't. I can't stand the rain. I can't stand it. No. No. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand the rain. I can't stand it. I can't stand it now. I can't stand the rain. I can't stand the rain. I can't stand the rain.
just a little more ground Wheel is turning and you can't slow down Can't let go and you can't hold on Can't go back and you can't stand still The thunder don't get you
I can see El 
you won't regret it. Turn on it. Go for good love. Go for good love and get Go for good love. Go for good love. Good love.
Man.